And kiddos, I'm curious about something this morning. I wonder what the kids at your school and the kids in your neighborhood say if they want you to believe that they really, really, really mean something, okay, that they're really telling the truth. When I was growing up, people would say, I pinky promise or cross my heart and hope to die. <laughs> Do your friends ever say anything like that when they want you to believe that they're really, really telling the truth? Yeah. <laughs> um, now, have you noticed that it's the, the kids who do this the most are usually actually the kids that people already don't trust, right? Because they don't always tell the truth. So they have to work really, really hard to convince you that this time they really, really are telling the truth, right? So in part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount that we heard this morning, we heard that living the way that we're designed to live means being people who reliably tell the truth. Right? People who always do what we say. Our friends don't need us to double, triple, pinky swear, right? Because they know we're the kind of people who tell the truth. So years after Jesus gave this Sermon on the Mount, his brother, James, wrote a letter to some of his friends, and he kind of summarized Jesus' teaching about this in one sentence. So could we put that slide up? Um, and we're going to read this together. This is from James's letter. Can anyone who can see that can read it with me? Let's do it together. But above all, my brothers, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or by any oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no so that you may not fall under condemnation. Let's leave that up for a minute. What does Jesus mean? What did James mean by let your yes mean yes? What else could yes mean? Let's think a little bit about a couple examples. What could he mean? What else could yes mean other than yes? All right, so um, Miriam's recruited a few children. I think it's Diavion and Valea and Hazel who are going to come show us what else yes could mean. So come on up, guys. And Pastor John's going to give you each a sign to hold. We're going to do a couple scenarios. Why don't you stand up here on the steps so people can see your signs? Okay. So in this first scenario, I'm going to be the mom. And the question I'm asking you is, are you ready for this? Will you please clean up your room before we leave at 10 o'clock for soccer practice, OK? Will you please clean up your room before we leave at 10 o'clock? Now, they all say what? What does this side say? Yes, right? OK. but. Does this yes really mean yes? Let's see what Hazel, oh, you go ahead. What does Hazel's yes mean? Hazel's yes says, <laughs> yes, but only if I have time after I finish building my Lego model. Oh, that doesn't just mean yes. Or Davion's yes says, yes, if I feel like doing it when I go upstairs. How about Vallejo's yes? <gasps> Vallejo's yes means yes. OK, so let's give them another set of signs. See, yes can sometimes mean something other than yes. Good job, guys. All right, this time I'm going to be one of your friends at school. And this time I'm going to ask you a different question. I'm going to ask, will you be my science, uh, will you be my partner for our science experiment today? OK, will you be my partner? Actually, I'm needed. You're needed. Um, for my science experiment today. OK, Hazel says yes, and, but her yes means Yes, unless Isabel invites me to be her partner, then I'll do that instead. Oh, that doesn't mean yes, does it? All right, Diavion says, yes, unless you drive me crazy at lunch, and then I might change my mind. 
And Vallejo's yes means yes. Okay, thank you guys. You can have a seat. Now, unfortunately, this also happens with grown-ups. So I have a couple grown-up volunteers, Jack and Joanna, and actually I need a third one. Who wants to be a third grown-up volunteer? Yes, Nathan, come be our third volunteer. All right, so this time I'm going to be a grown-up. doesn't take a lot of pretending. And um, Pastor John will give you your signs. And I'm going to ask you, will you please come to my President's Day cookout? And they've all said yes. All right, but what does Nathan's yes really say? Yes, unless I, unless I get a more interesting invitation between now and then. <laughs> all right, Joanna's yes says yes if I feel like it when next weekend rolls around. And Jack's yes is just yes. All right, good job, guys. Have a seat. So do you see how yes can sometimes mean something other than just yes? Yeah. Now, sometimes it's impossible to keep a yes. Like, if you have a stomach bug and you're throwing up, you can't go to the cookout, right? But as far as it depends on us, Jesus says, people, we were designed to do what we say. Our words have power. Now, why does this matter? This matters because God's yes always means just yes, right? And we're growing up to be like him. So let's put a, the next verse up. I want to show you something. Listen to what the Apostle Paul said about the connection between God's yes and our yes, okay? He was talking about planning a trip to see his friends. So I'll just read this for you. Listen to this. He says, was I vacillating when I wanted to do this? Do I make my plans according to the flesh, ready to say yes, yes, and no, no, at the same time? As surely as God is faithful, our word to you has not been yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, was not yes and no, but in him it is always yes. For all the promises of God find their yes in him. All right, we can turn that off. So God's yes always means yes, so we can trust him. And Jesus here in the Sermon on the Mount invites us to live like God, to keep our word and let our yes mean just yes. All right, so let's pray. Lord Jesus, we pray that we would grow up to be more and more like you so that people can trust us and that as they trust us, they will know that they can trust you too. In Jesus' name.